Blog Talk Radio. Hello listeners, welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, where the line between the natural and the supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. I'm Edward Shanahan, your host, a spiritual observer, and psychic reader. Also joining me tonight and every broadcast are our co-hosts, are part of the inner circle of The Unexplained World and Spirit Weavers. So stay tuned, feel free to call in, and enjoy. Thank you. And Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, listeners. My name is Edward Shanahan. Today is the Unexplained World's broadcast of January 14th with Annette, Deanne, John, and myself. Hello, guys. You out there? How are you, Ed? Hello. Good evening. Hello, Hello, Annette. Yes, John, I hear you. Annette, are you out there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. And Deanne, I heard you. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, listeners, tonight is open lines, which means you could call up on any topic that you want. Uh, we'll throw a couple out there for you. And one of them is, let's say, the Ouija board, if you want to talk about that. Um, ghost stories. Um, feel free to call. It's 646-915-9653. That's 646-915-9653. Use your cell phone. It's it's the weekend. It's nights. And it should be free. So how's everybody doing? Good. Okay. Very well. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, I talked to Annette. And I talked, no, I talked to Deanne and John today, and I told them I was at the Humphrey House and found out a very interesting room that we haven't been shown in the past. And Deanne, you were talking that, you know, you felt something about that area. Yeah, I did, because when you mentioned it, I asked you if it was, (laughs) which room it was, and it was the same one that you were going to bring up. Yeah, it's, uh, John, it's, uh, I'm not, I, I don't believe that you've been there in this room. It's basically where the maid or the child care person stayed and the kids played and stuff like this. No, they use it for that one. Yeah, they use it for a storage area now, and uh, we'll be able to invest, go into that room on uh, 28th of February. So, Or the 17th, I'm sorry, 17th of February. So it should be an interesting night. And it's full, so there's no reason to really be pushing it anymore. Uh, we're going to keep it limited to the amount of people, and uh, they're looking forward for us being there. So Now, Ed, are they going to open up that room for us? Yeah, we'll be able to go in there. What I'm thinking of doing is having uh, a group of us upstairs, a group of us downstairs. We'll switch places. Um, the basement will be open to us. So sound interesting, Jen? Absolutely, without question. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, bring Brian with you too because uh, I'll put him to work if he uh, comes. We'll take some uh, video footage of the 
of what we're doing there and rebroadcast it on our website, hopefully. Yeah, he uh, just walked in a few minutes ago, and I uh, says he would uh, appreciate a cameraman for that night, and he's looking forward to it as well. Good, good. We'll have fun. Absolutely. <laughs> <Usual>. well, <laughs> we always do. No well, matter what. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to do the Circle of Energy, Deanne, so uh, um, um. You, you may want to take back that. We'll have fun, um, <laughs> at least on your end. Okay, let's change fun to excitement. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And Annette, come the first Sunday in February, you're going to be doing past life readings again for our readers, for our listeners. Mark on your calendars, listeners. All the people who've asked about it since then. (laughs) Yeah. Big chance. Yeah. Yeah. And if you called in the past, you know, your past life ain't going to change much. So uh, leave other callers, try to get in. Because we did have a a list of callers that wanted to get in. And also, in February, we're going to be going to an hour-and-a-half show. I confirmed that with the Blog Talk Radio, and uh, they agreed to it. So that's another good thing coming in February. So, Annette, do you have any topics you want to discuss or throw out there or any feelings about anything or Oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> All right, you think about that. Okay. Deanne, Deanne, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I Go do. Ahead. We've been talking about this now for about, what, two weeks? Yes. Um, let me see if I can explain this. I'm just, I've just been thinking about the in between, I don't know if this is going to make sense, the in between time of death and reincarnation oh. for those that believe in reincarnation. What is that oh, time frame? Very intriguing, Deanne. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Deanne, what are your thoughts? Let's start with you. You what know, are your thoughts about that. Um, I am up in air about that because I was wondering about that with the hauntings and um, spiritual activity, <clears throat> and then the question of reincarnation. Where what where is that? I mean, that's where I'm at. That's I'm like really. I don't know if I want to say stuck, but just really questioning where. What do you feel about reincarnation? Let me ask you that. <clears throat> is it possible? I I believe in reincarnation. Okay. Absolutely, I totally. So we got agree. a so we got a beginning and we got the reincarnation, or we got an end in the reincarnation. So. What happens in between is your question. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess certain religions would say that it would be a time of trial, a time of um, looking at, at the life that you just experienced. Um, unfortunately, most of those religious um, interpretations of limbo, to, and to, to give it a word, um, don't believe in reincarnation. So, <laughs> um, But... I, Personally, I would speculate that there is some type of reflection that occurs and a time when choices are made. Um, I know Ed has a great theory about the the spiral where you choose and select as you return, which I will ask Ed to expound on in a minute. Um, But I really think that... (laughs) (laughs) It's a great analogy, and I use it all the time and tell other people, so I'll let you explain. Okay. But um, 
I think really that there's just a time of reflection because I believe that the, um, the soul needs to evolve, the soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it, needs to evolve, and that's what it, why it, reincarnation is necessary or even possible. Um, some souls probably don't need to reincarnate, and some, it would probably go back to the source, the, the universal source of whatever you believe is God or the goddess, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but most likely, a lot of us probably come to this, uh, you know, this particular lifetime that we're in right now, having to relearn or learn something that we didn't get it right the last time, um, just to evolve the soul. So that's kind of where I'm at about the limbo thing. You know, I think it's just a time of reflection and analysis and making a choice of how to continue to the next lifetime. Well, the Catholic Catholic Church has removed limbo for children who have died at birth or whatever, which would make sense. How kind Um, of them. (laughs) Yes. They they really don't have much to reflect on, I guess, looking at it your your way, uh, your view of it. Uh, John, I'm throwing it out to you since I'm going to be the one with a specific answer, it seems like. So go ahead. Um, what do you feel? I, I, I believe in reincarnation. I don't have any. How idea about the time between death and reincarnation? Um, I, there, there, there's got to be something to it. What it is, I don't have any idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I would hope it would be something pleasant, of course. But uh, oh, I, I would I, think so. I, 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 I never thought of that, which is a real interesting idea, and, and that would be a great idea for the uh, callers to come in and uh, call in and, and share their opinions with, but I, I never really thought about the time in between, which is an interesting thought. Because I'm wondering, where, where we research the spiritual activity, Ed, like with the, the doing of the uh, circle of energy, or right. like when Chrissy called in and said she has activity going on in her house. Right. Is that, I mean, are they at the in-between time, or that's just... Well, Annette, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Do the pagans consider it Summerland, I believe, that they go to? That's correct. Okay. That's what they, Summerland is what they call it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I believe that's adapted from um, Native American. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We all know what the Christians and Catholics and other religions call it, uh, that they go to, um, you know, that believe in Christian, I can't pronounce the word, um, heaven and stuff like that. Heaven, so, uh-huh. yeah. So there is a summer land, there is a heaven. Um, I haven't really heard anything besides atheists, okay, they don't believe in nothing, you know, say that there's nowhere. But I believe most religions, and you probably know best in that, they do have a place. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I would say probably any organized religion mm-hmm. believes in, well, maybe I shouldn't say an organized religion, but <laughs> 99.9% of organized religions believe in some kind of a Valhalla, a heaven, a summer land. That, absolutely. Even a terrorist, they have some place to go, you know, uh, <laughs> to do the suicide. <laughs> right. Uh, I was just yeah. watching 24 also, and, yeah, they do have something to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
kind of on a tantra or t- you know basis, but tantra. But um, so there is there is uh, there is in religious beliefs and and the end you asked about. Now I'm digging deep. I'm going inside for this answer. Why are we? Why do they? I guess you could say uh, interact with us from death to maybe reincarnation. Is that what you're asking too? Pretty, yeah, yeah. You can put it that way. That way. I I kind of firmly believe that it's a form of them trying to get our attention to show that there is a spiritual side. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people need, you know, to use the tools to prove it. Um, I think I can honestly say there is many in our group at least the three of us or the four of us here that are what you would consider feelers. Um, we don't need tools. Okay. We, we feel, um, I've been called a spiritual observer. If you go look at the pictures on our website, the, un, the unexplained world, you see, I get more than just orbs in the pictures. John's got photographs that are more than just orbs. Um, Beyond that, beyond being orbs, uh, Deanne, you've experienced many of things. Okay, mm-hmm. hanging around with me, and in you know before we even met, right. you experienced many of things. Uh, Net, she's you know, she, you've educated me on some of your beliefs and your feelings, and basically um, surrounding areas that you're in that has spiritual activity. Um, and since you're so close to it yourself and that almost on a daily basis, um, do you feel that they're, you know, that they're just trying to let you know they're around or what? Well, I, you know what? I think hauntings or spiritual contacts all have a totally different individualistic reason for why and how they react. I really do. I think some spirits, do you, let those me, that you're alluding to that are close to me, Mm-hmm. Let me know that they're here because I need to know that they're here. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, but I know sometimes when you're doing a circle of energy in the middle of a oh a cemetery or a haunted location or that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. those kinds of entities or spirits you're picking up are most likely severed. Aggravated, right? <laughs> right, in some way from just you know a happy environment where they're where they are trying to make contact with you, especially when you're saying, hey, you know, um, all ghosts and ghouls, you know, if you're out there, come and let me know about it. Those spirits are probably, I'm going to use the word again, in limbo because mm-hmm. of the fact that they did not finish the work they needed to get done. And this is kind of a, a very, um, many people believe this about hauntings, that they didn't finish something that they had to get done. Maybe they were cut mm-hmm. off before they finished it, which would lead us again to, you know, substantiate the belief that a limbo or a time of reflection would have to exist so that you could move on to another lifetime or return to the source, a completed soul. So it's almost like when you're in that between that Deanne was asking about, you're just not getting to the next step that gets you to the next uh, lifetime. So if you can't get to the next lifetime, well, obviously you must be a spirit that's kind of stuck to the earth or at least right. in this level of existence as we know it. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Very much. 
Okay. Yeah, and I... For me, it does. Okay. And, okay, yeah, and we, you know, everybody's, or not everybody, a lot of people got their different views, you know, your view, you know, I, who, who can, who can say is right or wrong, really? We're not going to know until we die, you know? Complete speculation, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mine is speculation. Everybody's is speculation. Um, The people that probably come closest to telling what happens are the ones that, have uh, experienced near-death experiences. Um, yeah. And there's a, there actually is a website out there with their with their comments and experiences, and it's a very interesting read. Um, Do we have any listeners uh, out there who've had a near-death experience who could call in? And let us, yeah, and let us oh, know. Oh, I would but, love to hear. I would love to hear somebody's yeah. first-hand account. Yeah, and what we'll do is we'll listen. We ain't going to, you know. Oh, yeah. None of us can say anything but yes, you know. How can we doubt what you're saying? Uh, if you're interested, the number is 646-915-9653. Okay. And now, Annette, you asked me about or to mention my description of um, the life of a pre-soul, I believe. Or isn't that how it went, the article? I, I believe that a was soul's, A soul's yeah. pre-life. And basically the way I – it came to me in a dream, um, like a message – and the way I seen it in the dream, I'm just going to try to off the top of my head. There is an article about it on our website, The Unexplained World. But the way I seen it was, we're basically we we go down not a tunnel, almost like an elevator, if you want to call it that. And as we pass, there's different levels, okay? And this level has to do with emotions. This one experiences. This one. Um, Friends, whatever. Family. Okay. Yeah. Family. All the and, aspects of a life. Right. right? Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And as we get there, we only got a, a split couple seconds to choose what we're going to take. Okay. And as, as soon as those seconds are over with, boom, we're to the next level. Pick and choose. Boom. Okay. Then that soul enters this lifetime or its new life carrying that little package with it, okay, to start its life. Is that, I'm trying to remember, that's pretty much how it went, wasn't it? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, it's like, it can kind of explain, like some people say they're born with this, they're born with that, why do I have this grief, why do I have this illness I'm born with? It may just be, you know, couple things that you picked up on the way of coming here, I guess, is the easiest way. Your choice, your free will. And you learn to live with that in this lifetime and to benefit from it. And free will, once you get to this lifetime, can alter those things that you've chosen as well in some ways, I yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how, I'm not going to say the name of the movie. You may remember the lines, but the individual says, I set the stage, you pull the strings. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> And there are there, no accidents, if you ask me. <laughs> it was the devil's advocate for anybody that's interested. Okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I just set the stage, they pull the strings, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, John, you and I pretty much discovered a possible new location. Um doing some research for Ursula Belitsky, Belitsky, who is the author of the Chicago Haunts magazines or books, and will be our guest next week, next Sunday. 
a very well-known author, and Ursula is going to be part of our show next week. And uh, we found pretty much we tied a couple things together. John did great research. I bugged the hell out of him because I had nothing to do but drive home. And uh, I had a hunch, instincts, and pretty much prevailed, didn't it? It, it was right on the money. Yeah. Did right, you get out right there yet? The money. Uh, no, I am going Tuesday. Are you? Yep. Oh, what time? Uh, probably about three thirty. Mm. Let's see if I'm in the na- let's see let's see if I'm in the neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, Brian did some good research as well, and actually this week we have about six different places that we want to check out before we uh, you know broadcast it. But uh, I'll, I'll be yeah. keeping in touch with you this week. And uh, actually now that I'm looking on the list, there's eight. Uh, okay. One of them, one of them is a spot that you're talking about right now, and seven others, and they're, and they're all local. Really? Yeah. Right. And uh, right. we're we're th- we're talking to the owners of the buildings, homes, and also parks, which obviously we don't need permission for the parks, but we're uh, doing it all on the up and up, and uh, getting permission and getting the go ahead to go ahead and do this, and I'll be uh, letting everybody know about it in the very near future, this week sometime. Super, super. So we might have new locations to go check out in uh, come spring and summer. That is correct. Great. And Annette's got a very active area that we plan on. You're doing a little bit more looking around, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, come the good weather when we can guarantee it, we'll start our tours again, too. So that'll. Yeah. And maybe we could. Tag up with Patty. I love to go to Spook Hill. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be excellent. <laughs> if that's for grins, you know what I'm saying? To see if we get, you know, see what we pick up there. Uh, and that we take you. We got to take. What? What? Just for grins. You're so yeah, cute. Well, I uh, you know, I had to edit that. Like, oh no, grins again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we still got to have uh what's that what what was that name of that uh that look that drink that uh is supposed to cause you to uh oh, chartreuse. Yes. Chartreuse. We have uh we got to have a little chartreuse party. Can you see that about 12 of us? <laughs> oh my. I'll be the designated feeler. Oh, oh you better watch how you say that, kid. Um, <laughs> good girl. <laughs> do you want to do the commercial now? Since it's, no. Um, That's so. okay. That's your night. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's supposed to, uh, I read it out of a book. I explained it to you, Annette and John. It's supposed to c- cause people to hallucinate somewhat. And this individual that wrote the book use, uses it to somewhat communicate with the spiritual world kind of a mind type of sky ring, I guess you could call it. I have a bottle of it at home. Do you? Yeah. All right, start drinking up. you got about, uh, let's see, uh, 27 and, minutes. You know what? And many other uh, substances will probably do the same thing for you, but we don't advocate those at the Unexplained no. World, people. <laughs> no. My official word on the subject. <laughs> no, this is legal. This is legal stuff, and uh, I guess it's made by monks, and it's not the liquor that's the potent stuff. It's the herbs in it. And right. Still don't advocate it, Ed. 
Uh, well, it's legal, so it's if you're over 21, it's legal. So. Yeah, but don't drink yourself into a stupor because Ed told oh, you you're no. going to be a spirit. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. dangerous. You see I what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the author actually recommends. Don't try this at home, kids. The author actually recommends just drink six, you know, just basically a little more than a shot glass full in an hour's time. That's it. Oh, you my know. God. Okay, how about them bears, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How about ah. <laughs> okay, I get the hint. Okay. <laughs> Don't say dinosaur. Say, I... Former tavern owner, I'm <laughs> recommending we change the subject. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Ouija uh, boards. What do you feel about them? Wait, what are they? Ouija boards. Oh gosh. <laughs> You're changing the subject. I know. I hear you. Your yeah, favorite, I... One of your favorite subjects. Deanne, what do you think about Ouija boards? Um, I stay away from them completely. Okay. John? Uh, I myself don't participate in playing with Ouija boards yet. Uh, okay. I have every intention of doing that because the stories I'm getting from family members that I know firsthand are having a lot of contacts through, through mm-hmm. the use of it. Um mm-hmm. And the, the, the more they talk about it, the, the more I'm intrigued on finding out. I'm just concerned, or not concerned, but um, a little bit on the cautious side because of the, the fact that they say you open a gateway and you're not exactly sure on what you bring in. Fortunately, they didn't bring in anything that was <laughs> nasty. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm kind of doing it on the, on the cautious and taking my time researching it a little bit more because Good. that's one thing I don't want to bring in. Uh, what would you, what would you say, John, about the experience we did at uh, Cemetery S with the Ouija board, with the shadow people? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing didn't move at all. No, but that, uh, nobody was touching it either. Okay. Would you not say that if spirits were involved with, you know? drumming of spirits, if you want to per- say it that way, that if they did interact with a Ouija board, that that thing should have been able to move on its own? Because no. there's no doubt about it, there were Seattle people there. Yeah, Without question. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we, we definitely got more than one. But yeah. I, I, I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, if we put down a, a board game of shoots and ladders, are, are they going to roll the dice? And, I mean, it, it's right. just an opinion. I mean, that. I, I, I don't I don't think that that the Ouija board if, if you look into it it is people touching it with their hand lightly so it, mm-hmm. it's nobody saying hey I'm gonna mess with you and, and pull it this way and that way and you know spell out four letter words that's not that's not what it's about but there there is contact it, it's u- using us to channel the energy and moving it uh, is it with the subconscious mind a lot of people think that I really don't know if it is or not but if it's mm-hmm. how would I know that. Um, but I agree with your experiment that, that it was great to find out if it is, if it was going to move on its own. It didn't. Uh, right. But but uh, for, for the vast majority of you know most of the people use a Ouija board with contact with one or more people on that mover. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that's how I agree with that, that that it's supposed to be used. Thank you. Yes. What do you feel on that? 
Well, um, the Ouija board, I think, can be a valuable tool when it's used properly. Um, if you are just sitting somewhere and you don't know the spirit you're contacting and you want to get communication, if you have a haunting and you want to find out more information about a particular spirit that's haunting the location, you're using it as a tool. I think you want to make sure you have your protections. You want to be with like-minded people. Um, everybody has the same agenda of what they're trying to accomplish with the Ouija board. Um, mm -hmm. I think it can be used as a tool to con <coughs> better used to contact uh, individual spirits that you already know. Um, okay. Somebody in your family, uh, a friend, someone who you're trying to, to get on the line, so to speak, that you mm -hmm. already know that they're passed away and so forth. You're not just going, hey, anybody, anybody out there? Um, then it can be a real tool. Um, there's a lot written by a woman named Jane Roberts. Okay. Um, and she used um, a Ouija board for years and years and years until she became so connected with her spirit guide, Seth, S-E-T-H. Um, you can Google this and find it really easy. There's all kinds of books that she wrote. But for many, many years, she used um, a Ouija board to, um, to communicate with Seth. And he gave her, oh, my goodness, let's just call it the meaning of life. <laughs> I mean, she mm -hmm. gave her every up and down. Um, so in cases like that where you know you're using it as a tool for a specific okay. purpose, wonderful. When you're sitting out in a graveyard and you just want to see what happens and watch your head spin around, stupid. <laughs> stupid. It's, just wrong. it's just wrong. You're just messing okay. with things you shouldn't play with. Right. Okay. I'll, leave it, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, would, you know the, would you happen to know the name of that book? I can't remember Oh, it's a whole series, John. Um, just Google Jane Roberts. Okay. Um, I, uh, the Secret of Life, maybe. Um, it's all, it's, there, were very, there were very many books written. She you know, spoke through her for years and years and years and years and years until her death. And her husband helped her. Um, oh, he helped her take notes and keep... It's amazing. You won't believe it. Huh. Jane Roberts. And just just Google Seth and Jane Roberts. In fact, I just did it here, and it's bringing me all kinds of things. You can find it. Secret of Life, I think, is the name of the book. But they took on, um, they had the Seth tapes, too, might be part of it. You know, they, they once she got past the Ouija board stage and she could just channel him, they would keep everything on tape. So this and, was kind of a warm-up for her, kind of. She right. She went. She went right, exactly. She yeah. found Seth kind of by accident, I believe, and then mm -hmm. was able to constantly contact him directly as an individual entity, um, spirit guy, whatever you want to call him, to, to get this information about <laughs> birth, life, death. You know. In fact, uh, I first was introduced to Jane Roberts and her work. Oh goodness, back in the late '80s and early '90s, yeah. and Amazing people! I highly recommend Jane Roberts' work. So this would be Seth's work. I shouldn't even give her credit because Seth did all the work. <laughs> this is almost a form. Well, originally automatic writing was done this way, and they moved it to the Ouija board. Okay, um, because people well, automatic writing is the same kind of thing. It's a, it's yeah. a tool. Yeah, that's where I mean the Ouija board came. Also, that's where the Ouija board came from. Was that concept of automatic writing? Mm -hmm. So. They built it on that, you know, from that concept. Uh, kind of now a spiritual you got, typewriter. 
Now you got me intrigued, and that I ain't gonna know if I should or shouldn't. Uh, experiment that way. Do you really need two people, or can one individual pull it off? Oh, I think Use one person can do it. Okay. One person, yeah, absolutely. If it's truly happening, one person can do it. And I know all three of you would recommend protection. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you believe in a higher power, Ed, so that's not a mm. problem. Okay. Okay. You know, you pretty much just go in asking for... If if we went to the Humphrey house, knowing the spirits that would be there... The names, the, huh? Yeah, the spirits, the senator's wife, the kids, da-da-da-da. Would you... Anybody interested in attempting to bring a Ouija board out? No, would you be would you be contacting them for what reason? To, to find out their story or to help cross them over or to... To find out if they're around, if they, you know, what, I guess, you know, we would have to put our heads together and make it a, you know, a um, specific type of request, as you're suggesting to do, and take it from there. Um, does that sound feasible? With, I'm, I'm not familiar with this location. Is it of um, spirits in unrest? Uh, basically, spirits have been felt there. Uh, Liz has had experiences. good portion of people have, um, that have been in there have had experiences. The historical society owners um, have had experiences in the basement. When I went upstairs into that room that is considered you know, the child, the children's play area and that. I felt things there, and I felt uh, today, and I think the last time we were there, when Deanne was there also with us, I said that one hall, that one area where the sewing machine is in that, and I believe that's where they found his first wife dead, um, the children's room and uh, his room today. Like I said, I spent two hours there, and usually I'm, better tuned in when I'm alone. And uh, Okay, well, would you say that these are, um, bring give you feelings of fear? Of no, no, no. Just, just hang around there, basically. Yeah. Okay. Just hanging around their home. Uh, like I said, the first wife died in there. He moved in. His secretary married her within, like, I believe it was three weeks or three months. Um, a child passed away, their youngest, right, Deanne, um, who was... Yeah, who uh, is buried over at Bachelors Grove Cemetery, and they believe the first wife is the Madonna over there carrying the child, okay, that people see over at Bachelors Grove. So it has some history. Yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just curious, when you get there with the Ouija board, mm -hmm. what are you going to ask? If, if, if we do, you know. I'm, that's, was, I'm just putting it in your head, yeah. <laughs> you know. Because, you know, when you, get, when you get a spirit on the line and then you don't know what to say, boy, mm -hmm. is your face red, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, just, you just woke them up in their eternal peace and ask them a bunch of, you know, get them on the line and then not know what to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me make a little announcement. Uh, this portion of the unexplained of the show is brought to you by Chicago Rock, or Champs, the Chicago Rock Room restaurant, catering service, and banquet hall. It's 6501 West 79th Street in Burbank, Illinois. Live bands every Friday and Saturday night and home of the $2.50 half-pound hamburger with fries. Okay? It's also home to our psychic fairs, which we're going to be having one coming up this, this month, uh, Sunday, 
February 28th, starting at 11:30, and we won't be on the air that night. But it's uh, Sunday, February 28th. Then the first Sunday in February, and that, like we said, is going to be doing past life readings again. And we have a caller. Let's see. Okay, let's see what the caller has to say. Ah, my computer ain't. Okay. Hello, caller from 325. Are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. What's your name, partner? Um, Andrew. Andrew. Okay. You called last week, didn't you? Yep, a long time ago. On your, I think it was on your first show. Okay. Um, what's your what What's your interest? Um, I have two questions. Go ahead. Um, I'm a sensitive, and I'm also studying the tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to pick up things, and while I'm shuffling my cards, the um, vibrations with the tarot cards, I'm I'm aware what's going on with the you know when I'm shuffling, but when I stop the the vibrations stops with it. And your question might be why it's stopping. Yeah, or what may be going on. Okay, we got two readers. Uh, Annette, you're the most senior as far as readings go. What do you feel? Well, Andrew, let me try to understand. You're saying that you're getting your psychic feeling while you're shuffling, and as soon as you stop shuffling and set the cards down, you're losing that psychic feeling. Is that right? Um, no, it, when I'm just shuffling, it just, you know, the vibration picks up, then when I stop, it's gone. So when you do your readings, do you feel that you're giving accurate readings? No, I haven't done readings. That that's I want. I'm trying to understand the cards before I give readings. Like interpret my own my own readings, readings so I don't use the book at all. So what you're saying? So what you're? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go on. Go on. Okay. Well, when you're learning, there's nothing wrong with using the book. Um, or any kind of a little cheat sheet that you've got. Um, practice on friends and family. Um, I suggest using uh, people outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, you a good vibration when you're shuffling the cards. Why stop there? You know, start some sample layouts and see that's, if you're going to get more and more and more. That's what I've been. That's what I've been doing. I do. I've okay. Been, I've been um, taking a psychic development course to understand. You know, understand what's going on with my sensitivity, and I've been doing card layouts. That's you know, this for fun. See if I can, you know, read them and write my own interpretations. Good. Down is that normal? Just to feel when you're shuffling like that. Absolutely. Oh, definitely for me too. And how would I um, do readings for people just to practice? Um, well, you know what I did? <laughs> um, I would just, you know, say, okay, brother, my brother, sit down. I'm going to do you. Okay, now, blah, 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 I'm going to do you and you. And once I felt like I at least kind of knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have them all memorized or anything yet, or I didn't feel, feel like I even had a psychic power with them at that point. But I would then go and sit where I knew large people, groups of people were going to be. And I'll say, oh, a train station or um, a coffee house. Oh, that's really friendly and comfortable. Um, or so, How old are you, Andrew? 22. Okay, so you can go to your local tavern and sit down. And trust me, you should reach out to people. Everybody wants you to do them. Okay. 
Totally. Yeah, even Ed would come in and bug you, wouldn't I? <laughs> oh, well, I, I used to run a tavern, and actually, by that time, I already had, you know, I already had it down. I knew I didn't have to, have to use a book or anything anymore. I had probably, I don't know, five, six years under my belt at that point. But I would read all the people in the bar for free, and what that was doing, A, was giving me great customers who keep coming back, and B, um, just nothing but life experience would be thrown at me daily because of it. And not only do you become an ex-tarot reader, but just an excellent reader of people, of situations, of circumstances. Pretty soon I could meet somebody and know, okay, tell me what your situation is, blah, 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 oh, it was such and such a girl or a guy or whatever, here's how it's going to go. <laughs> and, it, you, you know, you just get to knowing by doing. So go to where people are. Because like right. I say, once you sit down in, in a coffee house, in a... I don't know. Any place where there's some people that you feel, at least you have to feel comfortable, of course. Once you read a couple, everybody's going to want a reading. And then you can just say, help me practice. Hmm. And I'm not taking any money. Help me practice. You'll get tips anyway, whether you like it or not. It took me a while. To... Yeah, and I'm sorry I hogged that one. Go for it. No, no, no. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you in that, that it's uh, pretty much sending that energy out now spreading that energy, those vibes out, and utilizing, utilizing it, what you have right now. And a coffee house may actually welcome you after a while because uh, you're more or less giving the customers something to do while they're there. So, it took me, one, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. It took me a while to step up from, you know, to terror because on some, uh, on the religious beliefs, I guess it, People tell me, you know, it was wrong. Uh, there's there's a book. Let me tell you the name of the book. If I could dig it up right now. Um, what religious background are you from, Andrew? I'm a Christian, but I also know that I believe that p people have these abilities. And if it's your choice to, you know, work with them or not to work with them. Uh, yeah. Um, my best advice to you is tarot is going to be probably a stepping stone for you. Mm -hmm. And soon you probably can throw away the tools and just know. Because uh, it, it started, I first started noticing things like when I was seeing R's at my age of 21. Then it progressed to, you know, filling things. Hell, and, if you're seeing auras, man, you don't need uh, tarot cards, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> then it went through um, that I was starting to try scientometry. Yeah. Psychometry, uh-huh. And I like that one, but the the hardest part for me is to get any, you know, visual or audio, but I'm just mainly get sensations of feelings. There's, you have a good uh, basis, Andrew. Um, I would just practice, practice, practice. Pick up any source of divination that you can. You're going to find one that really sticks with you. Mm -hmm. Your tarot deck might not speak to you. You know, I, I probably had to go through six or seven decks before I found the one that was like, oh, ho, ho, ta -da, here it is. The one that I'm using right now is the Rider deck. Rider weight? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's the one I've, was, I'm using because my course tell me I have to have a deck of cards. And I thought, you know, I should use that then that I got a course on the studying the cards, like the history behind the cards to understand them. Yep. And they went into numerology and mm -hmm. astrology. 
you know, like the numerology, the study of numbers, I guess. Andrew, you are you're doing it right. Everything that you're going, you're looking at and reading and learning, you're doing it the right way. Continue to do that. Alrighty. And one of them will, one of them, like Annette said, will, you know, will stick with you as the way to go, um, for sure. I tried the tarot. I got an idea of them, but it wasn't my interest. Uh, numerology, it's not that hard. Wouldn't it be hard to pick up? Uh, you know, it's different different strokes for different folks. Um, what's like, right and actually, you felt most comfortable with palmistry, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and you know what? That's pretty much opened the doors for the psychometry. I mean, you know, and now... And just just the feeling. And all of a sudden now you can just feel it. Yeah, and I'm actually prefer doing the psychometry and and that over the palm, you know, the palm. Sometimes I'll just... Go ahead. You started started somewhere Mm -hmm. and just practice, 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 and bang, you found your calling. Yeah, yeah. Do some people get, when they practice like... Scientometry, I'm more just familiar with that enveloped to seeing like visions or audio. Um, no, it's neither. To tell you the truth, um, I'm what in the way I do it. My firm belief is the answers are within you. So when I'm doing it, I'm picking up the energy of the individual and reading that. Uh, I had people tell you know tell me that they actually feel the energy going from me going up their arm and stuff like that. Um, I've been known to uh, actually throw with my energy electronic gizmos off, off basically, mm-hmm. uh, right down to a heart type of monitor, EKG machine. So that's something that I fell into. Actually, when I was doing some reading somebody's palm, I asked them. I said, "Can I try this while I'm doing this? Because I'm feeling this." And they said, "Go ahead." And boom, uh, it was Luann. You remember Luann, Annette? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was my first, uh, basically, psychometry reading. And it's like, wow, something's here. And so I, I did more research on it and then just go basically by my gut instincts, what it's telling me. So, so I should try um, the reading. Here's a, good, here's a good thing to do. Here's, uh-huh. here's something that I kind of preach for people trying, you know, to build up that, that ability. Go to, um, what are they called, what are... What's those house sales called, Annette, Deanne, Jen, where uh, estate sales? Go find estate sales where somebody died. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wander around, pick up things, da-da-da. You're allowed to do so. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't like going into hospitals. Well, hey, I tell you what, you got to <laughs> learn somehow, man. I know. Okay? I mean, you got to face your nightmares to be able to get beyond your nightmares. I know. Uh, so go to them, pick up the stuff, feel them. When you feel comfortable, don't do it the first place you go to. When you feel comfortable, and it's going to take some uh, some guts, walk up to the walk up to the family members and you know start talking to them, and ask them about the people that owned it and that, and see if it's you know if it falls in the place of what you're feeling. Then if you really are gutsy, you know they may either throw you out, try to have you locked up or something. Start talking about the person that you're feeling, you know, the items you're feeling, okay, and leave them confirm with you if you're right or not. How does that sound? Pretty good. You seem kind of like a more relaxed person. 
Who, me? Relax? Am I relaxed or not? (laughs) John, am I relaxed? Yeah, yeah, sure you are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's convicted. How about that? (laughs) He's a good guy, Andrew. A good guy. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Spoiled me the butter guy. Flexible, how's that? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Okay, thank you, Andrew. Good luck to you, Andrew. Blessing. Alrighty, y'all two have a good night. Okay. Bye. 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 Take care. That was a nice call. That was a nice call. call, Yeah. 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 That was a nice call. Somebody out there trying to find their niche, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think he's going to do very well. I do. I have a feeling. Yeah. On that path. Yeah. Yeah. Familiar path, huh, Annette? (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) I wish when I was 22, I was like, oh, I'm so interested in the numerology of the tarot deck. I would have been like, that would have been really smart of me had I known to try that. (laughs) And the one thing people have to remember, too, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's not like you're going to pick these things. It may take, Annette, you agree, Deanne? It took a while. Deanne actually had a... a, uh, an instructor. It didn't happen overnight, yeah, did it? For me, I don't know for you and that, but for myself, it continues. I mean, it never ends. It's a for me, it's a, a constant learning process, a developmenting oh, yeah. process. It's and I don't think it ever will end. I agree with that, and and I didn't feel like I had something important to offer to someone else as far as reading any kind of a reading went. For a very long time, <laughs> five, six years at least. It took me that long to find the proper deck, yeah. you know, as far right. as the tarot goes. And what I, you know, the Palmas, the Palmas Reader's books galore, okay, the one I found, which is very, I guess you could say it could be confusing at times, it's called the Encyclopedia of Palmistry, big old book, and it's... Three different explanations, okay? The Eastern, the Western, and Indian explanations of the same lines and everything. So it's like you have to sit down and think, you know. But um, It's all your gut. Yeah, with the psychometry, there isn't really nothing out there. I mean, you know, it even, you know, it took a little bit to find out what to even call it. Let's put it that way. Conscious channeling that I do, yeah, that's out there. There's explanations on that. Um, Andrew, if you're still listening, I would maybe suggest the Element Encyclopedia of the Psychic World. It's a big, old, thick book. I probably like encyclopedia. Well, it is a psych, but it's about the psychic world, and it discusses everything in there. I received it from Christina and Bill, um, my daughter and son-in-law, for Christmas. And it's a great, 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 huge book. And it covers everything. Even Elvis is in this thing. Uh, it's ghost. <laughs> so, um, but it's a great, great, big old book. So, Andrew, maybe look for that. The, the Element Encyclopedia of the Psychic World. So, um, let me read another thing while I'm here. And uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by... Orland Park, Illinois Historical Society, home of the historical site, the Humphrey House. Tours every second Sunday of the month. That's why I was there today. And uh, it's a nice, Deanne fell in love with the house. Oh, I did. Yeah. And uh, when you see this 
this other room, John, you're going to say, wow, this is a huge house. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting. That's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anybody, we got like nine minutes left. Anybody have anything to say? Or? I yeah, do. Let, let, oh. let, let me, I'm sorry. I had a minute up on you. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Leave John talk because then, Deanne, you could go and go ahead, John. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to uh, bring up, uh, you know, you, you made uh, suggestions a few times already for people to turn off their lights and see if they experience anything through the show, and we haven't heard anything today about it. Uh, I am, and, and it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we're taking videos of the room that I'm in right now. Uh, Brian tapped into the laptop with headphones so he could listen to the show, and, uh-huh. I have, and I have my BlackBerry that I'm using. And both of us, at times while people were making comments, there's a lady's voice making commentary to what's being said. And it's, it's all positive. I mean, a couple You're times, kidding me. No, she, she was going, wow. And we both look at each other like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. So we're, 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 I got my uh, night vision camera on right now scanning the room, and there's definitely figures and orbs going through. Uh, what my, what is my, I need to know what's going on. I mean, my, this is my happening. Computer froze. My, this my, is my happen- computer just totally totally logged off the internet. I got to know what's going on. There's you know, I don't I, I normally don't jump in here, but my baby monitor has been up and down all wacky, and it's not the baby doing it. I mean, <laughs> John, last week we had nothing but trouble. Okay. Mhm. Um, it was going crazy over Darlene's area. All right. What was going on? Tell the people what happened. I mean, Deanne, we started talking about Spook Hill. Yeah, my and, door opened by itself yeah, a couple times. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, she couldn't sleep that night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> John, tell them what happened Sunday to you last Sunday. I, I was uh, coming into the room to turn on the show, and I opened the door, and there was a blue figure in my room and it walked from my computer desk into my bookcase and disappeared it was only a second and a half two seconds long but it went along the wall and i have my altar a few other things set up and it it was walking straight through it and the uh, figure was just above the knee and the rest of the legs weren't there it moved very quickly but it was very distinct um very very bright blue i mean like uh, brighter than the night light, but it was blue in shape, and took more videos of the room. We, we Brian and I had a wonderful time with the last tape, um, with uh, orbs like crazy, uh, noise. We we have bells going off, like a little ceramic glass dinner bell, just going ding, 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 ding. Uh, several times during our recording. Uh, again, more women's voices, and I opened the door and went outside to see who was in the area, and nobody was on this floor of the house whatsoever. There were, everybody was upstairs, and, and in fact, the only person that was uh, awake was uh, my girlfriend. So uh, it, it was a real interesting night last night, especially the blue figure. I'm, I like spending a lot of time in here with the lights off and hoping it returns and I could hopefully connect and communicate. But uh, any, any activity yet. like that before, John? Uh, oh God! The blue yeah. figure. Oh, activity, but not the blue figure. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I just got an instant message from an individual, 
that said the same thing as you, John, and they got on tape because some people are taking, you know, what we suggest is, you know, turn down the lights. And the reason why I say turn down the lights for all the skeptics out there is because it raises individual senses, okay? Right. Um, so that's why I say turn on the lights, turn up the computer. The person's got on tape. They had a tape recorder going, I guess. The same thing as you just said of a woman going, mm-hmm, interesting, whatever. I don't know what the heck is happening. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is getting to be like, are we on to something here? Is it, you know, the, the makeup of the people we got involved? doing this or what? I mean, what's going to happen next week when we got Ursula on? God. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Real interesting. Yeah. But everybody right. set up your computers and t- or your uh, video recorders and tapes while the show's on. I mean, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should shut off all the lights in here and turn on the uh, webcam when I'm doing this and see what's appearing around me. You know, sure, people not? go watch it on, Ye- on Yahoo Messenger. You know, sure. So, yeah. Annette, what do you think? Um, it's on world, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just for grins, give it a try. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, my, my baby monitor is making some funky noises that it doesn't usually make, and uh, it ain't the baby crying. So, yeah. I don't know. I was just chalking it up to maybe a trucker going by or something, but I don't know. It's unexplained. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting. You know, I'm all, I'm always about the technical stuff. There's nobody holding on lines. That no. Maybe... Okay, okay. Hmm. No, it's only us on here, and okay. uh, that's it. There's nobody holding or okay. nothing. I was hearing okay. feedback when we were talking to Andrew. I don't know if anybody else was. I did, too. I could hear yeah. the echo. Yeah, yeah. He so. probably had his computer on. That was my thought. Yeah. But uh, as far as what everybody else is describing, very interesting. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard the little little noises going on. I wasn't sure what it was in the room that I'm in. See, this is like the circle of energy. I mean, everybody but me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, interesting. And my, my snake is awake. He's been sleeping for the last month, it seems, and he's all yeah. bustling around like somebody's Oops. business. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, this is awesome. Uh, we, we got somebody in in my mirror in the room here, and Brian just followed him into the corner next to my bookcase and closet, and there's actually no room between the bookcase and closet. And, and, and he's following this on tape. Well, somebody else emailed me that last week because there was a way of hearing the show. If you went to Blog Talk Radio's actual schedule of shows for that night, you could click it on and hear it that way. But they actually caught an image in their mirror also uh, why the show was on. That they, because people are doing, you know, what we're suggesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Bring out the cameras, bring out the tapes. So uh, very, very interesting. Very interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen and listeners, that's the end of tonight's program. Next week we'll have Ursuline. We'll have uh, our inner circle of co-hosts. And it was an interesting night. It was an interesting night. Hopefully the listeners enjoyed it. And uh, open lines it was, but it was, I think we held the conversations very well. And uh, Annette, thank you. Deanne, thank you. John, thank you. 
listeners, uh, um, next week, like I said, turn on uh, turn on your stuff and turn on the lights and see what happens with the unexplained world. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Good night. Good night.